All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, how you been, man? Marlo, been good. Uh, yeah, a bit of an impromptu break. I don't know if impromptu is the right word. Unplanned? Is that what impromptu Unplanned? means? I think so. Yeah. You know, it, don't really have any excuses. Just put a hand up. You know, life got a little, a little complicated. A little bit of travel in there where we saw each other in the face. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> but it was... Just kind of a combination of trying to cram stuff into the end of the summer, but also realizing how unprepared we are for the school year, and uh, kind of culminated in, let's push it back another day, and then that became a week, and that became however long since last time till now. Yeah, yeah, it, it's been a minute. It just seems a uh, perfect storm of, well, let's face it, not much sports going on, so it wasn't, yeah. didn't see, <laughs> and in life getting in the way. Um, but yeah. here we are. We're yeah. back, as always. Always back. That is um, true. That there wasn't a lot that we we missed. There was nothing that was like, oh, we need to get on and talk about this. I don't. Yeah. I don't think because yeah. especially but, when I started to put this together, I was like, hey, let's do like a recap of what yep. we missed. Yep. And I was like, I I don't even know. Like, All right, we could do it real quick. Okay, we could do it real quick. Uh, the Olympics happened. It happened. It finished. Yeah. I got bored about halfway through. <laughs> USA Basketball still won gold medal. Yeah, uh, they did do that, and that was kind of even uneventful. Yeah. Um, I always think, I feel this happens every time. I get excited for the swimming. You know, it's the new hype of the, you know, it's or the hype of the Olympics is still upon me. That gets done. The gymnastics gets done. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to still be excited for the uh, racing, like, you know, the running, sprinting, yeah. that sort of stuff. But I never, like, I, I feel like it's been a long time outside of Usain Bolt, like, that I've been like, I really, you know, I want to watch the 200 hurdles. You know, it's yeah. been a while since that since that's happened. And I feel like I catch on to the swimmers again. I think it's just because it's earlier in the, <laughs> in, uh, the Olympic events than racing, where it's by the time I'm kind of, like, storied out. So it's like, yeah, yeah. there's great stories here, and I should be involved in them. And I just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, I'll see the results and yeah, you know, I still yep. watch the recaps, but it wasn't. It just didn't feel the same. So it didn't feel like we need to get on right. and count that. Although we did win the medal count, so hooray for that! Won the medal count. Yep, USA wins the medal count. Um, after the Olympics, um, fill the dreams game. That was cool. That was cool. Uh, anything else? <laughs> yeah, that was the most watched baseball game in like what sixteen years or something. Was it? Yeah. Oh, well, because like they were playing regular porn. season, regular season, right? Right. Uh, yeah, they only did that for like I think they're going to have more games there, but yeah, like that was the only time they did it this year, and it just felt like yeah, you probably could have done this a few times, and it would have been you know really cool each time. Uh, I I just love when they I I think I talked about this before uh, and compared it to the Williamsport game, which they just did again. Yeah. Um, when they scan out and it's like just a field of corn or there's not lights out there, you know, in Williamsport, it's just a little hill. You know, it just feels cool. It feels so much more quaint uh, than your normal, you know, 40,000 seat stadium. So that was cool. Um, Baseball won that, right? Form. Uh, yeah, White Sox won a uh, walk-off, walk-off home run. Yeah, Seven I, home runs in that game. I, well, the corn kept creeping in. It was yeah. like, you know, like a <laughs> horror movie, I think. Um, I definitely gave up on the game. <laughs> 
one did of the teams you? was one of the teams was up, and I was like, I you know it's cool, but I, I gave up, and I, I don't know what I, you know what I did, uh, but I gave up on it, and then it was like, oh, one team hit it, home runs to go ahead, the other team hit home runs to win it, and I was like, well, missed all that, shoot. <laughs> yeah. So that's I, I think that's all I missed. There might we'll talk about some other things maybe down below, but uh, we're yeah. caught up. We did it. That's, we're all caught up. We're here um, now. Imagine if we stretched that out for that would have been what two episodes, so we would have had to talk about those two things. Those would have been three or four. <laughs> <laughs> so. so yeah, um, I, but yeah, if you missed us. I mean, at least you know, think about how painful that probably would have been. Yeah, exactly. How many corner kicks would you have to sit through? Um, <laughs> yeah, transfer window talk. That would have been brutal too, <laughs> which we'll have later. <laughs> yes, we will. All right. Well, all right. We are back. Um, Mostly because guess what? Football is back. Oh, there was preseason games too. That happened. Um, but football is really back. Meaningful football that counts is back. College football is back. It was actually back this weekend in yeah. a small form. Week kind of weird. Week zero. Week zero. But we're here to talk. We start off with Badgers. Do you want to start with Badgers or talk about the football that happened this weekend? Let's talk about. This is about football happened this weekend. Okay, so week zero, I feel like normally there's a good game. Yes, like one game. Uh, I remember the first time I remember hearing about week zero. Miami played in a game, uh, and I just feel like there's normally like some sort of like ranked team. The highlight game, at least for us, and I think for all the games, if if I'm being honest, looking at them, was Nebraska Illinois, which is a noon. very very low um, bar for a number one game of the weekend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, very low bar, but in our hearts, it was very big because I couldn't think of a more more hilarious game to highlight college football week zero than Brett Bilma being back. Yeah, and the Nebraska Cornhuskers with again more hope, same quarterback. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, which way do you want to go first? Watching this, did you go into this game thinking? You were going to root against Brett Bielema. Did you think you were going to root in, against Nebraska? And if you had a side going into it, did that change at all during the game? No. I think I went to this, I went to this game and I was waiting for where the heart would go. Yeah. And okay. I went to the game thinking, this is hilarious. <laughs> and throughout the game and towards the end and at the end of the game, it still remained, this is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I really, I don't know, was it really? It was good. I think. Yeah, just seeing Brett on the sideline again, he's so much bigger and still, you know, he's still just as, as uh, what's the word for, uh, charismatic mm. as that. And then on the other side, Frost is still as monotone as it gets as it, when it comes to a coach. And just the, I don't know, I don't know, the gameplay, was. Do we can we call it that? <laughs> um, they were playing something out there. They were. <laughs> they were playing something resembling football. But, yeah, Nebraska going back to picking up right where they left off, where they kind of are could be in a game, but they don't really want to. They just want to give it away. Yeah. Um, and then, the, I, I don't know what's better, that that continued to happen or that this was Illinois' first game with Brett Bilma, and now they they think they're going to win the West. Now it's back. Yeah. Illinois football is back. Illinois football is back. I went into this thinking, I'm going to be really annoyed 
by whoever wins this, just because <laughs> one will be Brett Bielema, one will be Scott Frost. Yeah. But the way to your point, to the, what you described, the way it went down was just hilarious. Hilarious is kind of uh, probably a harsh word, but like it was really, <laughs> really, really, really. I'm not gonna go hilarious. I'm gonna go really, really funny. Yeah. Just how Nebraska found a way to lose this game, and I've. How many years has Scott Frost been there? Four, five years. Is it four or five, yeah, uh, something like that. Let's say, let's say two to seven years he's been there, and <laughs> uh, somewhere in there probably. Yeah, and it's just the same team. It's the same team every year, and every year, it's part Nebraska fans, it's part media being like, "This is the year they turn it around. This is the year it's something else." And it just hasn't been. And it was just so funny to see that once again, and. Uh, you know what? Look, Illinois went up on. They had a couple nice drives, but the real turning point was the scoop and score. Yeah. And then they also looked susceptible, giving up that big play uh, to Martinez. I think on the on the big run, and it was just like both these teams just had such big flaws that by the end of it, I was just like enjoying myself, being like, whatever. At least college football's back. <laughs> at least, at least they're back. Um, Scott Frost, I believe, four years. His record now is twelve and twenty-one. Ouch. Mm. This is the fourth year. Opens the fourth year. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, man, so, yeah, what so a kickoff. We, we turned that down. Did So, after that, I kind of checked out on college football. I was just mm. like, I got it. It felt good. Actually, to be fair, I went and made a soup because I was like, it's college football season. Let's get let's get a soup Ooh, on, on the stove. It's a hot day for a soup. Inside with air conditioning. I don't think I went outside once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but did you tune into the other games? Because none yeah. of them seemed very interesting or, or close to me, so that's why I kind of gravitated away from it. I think um, the only other game that I tried because it had someone. I don't. I didn't even know what the other one. Was. I saw uh, was it UCLA Hawaii? Yeah, were they playing Hawaii? And then UCLA got up big, and I was like, okay, never mind. Yeah, um, yeah, that was like the later afternoon game, and then there was a night game that where was I had two teams I can't even remember now so <laughs> uh, I don't know I just none yeah. of them had any draw or appeal to me right yeah and to your point that you yeah week zero used to be an ESPN marquee like night game matchup yeah that was that was usually for what week zero is for right yeah so but uh yeah none of that this year none of that this year all right well that is a look back at what happened let's look ahead with some badger talk all right Marlo we're coming in 2021-22 season. We are ranked, what are we ranked? 14th? 12th? 12th. Oof, that's high. Right? A little, little outside of the mid-teens that you like, Marlo. Yeah, I like to be in the mid-teens to start the season. All right. So I thought the fun way, or I guess the way I wanted to talk about it, I don't know if it'll be fun. We'll see, I guess. Uh, we'll the way that fun. I'm The way I'm thinking about the expectations, the way I'm thinking about this season is what I'm excited for, what I'm nervous about. <laughs> so All we're right. going to... We're going to turn this into a Casey-type game. <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a look into Casey's brain. This is how he yeah. breaks things down. Yeah. So the number one, I think, is the most obvious one um, out there. But the number one is the defense. I'm excited for the defense in its entirety. Every level of the defense, I am just jacked for what this defensive unit can do, what Jimmy Leonard can do. We have so much returning talent uh, on the defensive side led by... Uh, Redshirt senior now, uh, Jack Sanborn, Leo Chanel's back, Noah Burks, uh, Nick Herbig. I mean, all the linebackers are back. Most of the secondary is back. We are um, 
We are missing uh, Loudermilk from the defensive line. That's going to be a big miss. But we got Keanu Benton back on the defensive line. I am uh, Matt Henningsen on the defensive line as well. I am as fired up for defense as I can be, and I think they can be a top five defense in the country. I'm super jacked about this. The, top, whole, the whole unit. And five. I kind of cheated by picking the whole thing. <laughs> top, top five? Is yeah. that where you're going? They, I think they can be a top five defense. Uh, and I'm going to twist it to be either scoring or yardage, depending on which one. If they e- get in either of those in the top five, I'm going to count it. Okay, that's fair. They're going to be really good. Oh, they're going to be really good. All right. That's what I got. That's my first one. And you could tell how excited I was for that. I, I really tried to lean on the enthusiasm of my voice there. I hope that came through. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I like it. I, I'd be excited for that too. But obviously, we can't just keep saying the same thing. Otherwise, it'd be a boring podcast. I will go with excited. I'm excited for receiving core. Receiving core will be back. Um, after being depleted, depleted okay. last. You know, we ha- had a step up the season before. I don't even know the years now. So that was 2019, 2018. You know, kind of had a breakout season before receivers and names. Kendrick Pryor, Danny Davis, uh, were mostly out due to injury last season. Um, excited for them to be back yep. and some others, uh, some other young talent to be coming up through the roster as well. So I think I think the wider I think yeah, the wide receivers are sure. position. We saw some of those talent. Go ahead. Yeah, we saw some of that talent. I think when we talk when we look back. Go ahead. I, I'm gonna my, my point might be a little bit longer. <laughs> I'll let you finish yours. No, before. that was it. It's that not only the top of okay. the. Top of the funnel here with Danny Davis and Kerry Pryor, but also mm-hmm. uh, throughout, you know, with the young talent, see what else we got there. And, um, you know, it's not every day, it's not every season you talk about having multiple decent wide receivers for a Wisconsin team. Yeah, um, this kind of hits on one of my nervous fours. My nervous four is a healthy wide receiver core. It's kind of a knock on wood. Let's hope they. Uh, you know, get through this, and I guess maybe I'm just remembering the shortened season for what it was, where we lost Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, and if you want to throw in Jake Ferguson into you know the pass catching category, he also missed a couple games, and in such a short season, that really really adds up when they're all out at the same time. We did see some plays out of Jack Dunn last year. He seemed to be able to get open on you know those kind of first down plays, and DK seemed like a deep threat. So we saw, I guess, glimpses glimpses of that. Obviously not the consistency last year that we would have wanted um, or you know hoped for last year, but hopefully you know another season I- into their careers and playing kind of take a step back in their playing roles, uh, we'll be be able to see kind of a, a full full out receiving core this year. So I'm nervous for their health just because of how everybody got hurt last year, uh, but I think you're right in that there is quite a bit of depth there uh, in that. So speaking of depth, I'm going to talk about another thing I was said for that's the return of the running back depth. Uh, I think we talked about this a lot last year um, as we were relying on true freshman Jalen Berger to handle a lot of the load. Uh, and then we had, you know, some fan favorites, but you know, not your typical Wisconsin running backs there uh, to to help him out in the backfield. Uh, this year, obviously another year of, of development for Jalen. Uh, we also have the Clemson uh, transfer M- Maluzzi, which I still don't really know how to say his name. And then we got uh, Garendo, who um, played a supporting role last year, but I think 
more appropriately steps back into that more kind of pass catching or uh, change of pace guy. And then I think the future stud on the roster, the um, I guess hidden jewel, Braylon Allen, freshman from Fond du Lac. Uh, I, look, I it's rumors, it's it's you know talk shows you listen to, but they wouldn't be surprised if he's seen a lot of carries by the end of the year. He is that talented. Uh, and it sounds like he has a chance to be kind of... We talk about Jalen Berger being the next great, right? And he very well may be, but Braylon, Edward, Braylon Allen, excuse me, might be the next kind of up there when we talk about Jonathan Taylor. Um, who are the other ones? Melvin Gordon, uh, James Gordon, White, <laughs> and Ron Dane. I don't know why Randy Moss <laughs> popped in my head when I started to say that list, and I was like, what in the world are you thinking about? Anyway, uh the early reports are that he might be that talent. So I'm excited to have this. Just to talk about having, you know, let's say three, three and a half running backs that I want to carry the ball. That's not the situation we were really in last year, if we're being honest with ourselves. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Nice. That's it. That's, That's all, all I'm excited for. I'm good. That I mean, we just pretty much said the defense and the whole offense, so we're basically going to go undefeated here. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the one part of the offense so, we didn't talk about, yeah, is our is a, yeah. is in the nervous four. So you want to, yeah, go there? because I know what you're going to say, and I would say that too. But I'll, I'll let you have the floor. It's yep. just which Graham Mertz are we getting? Uh, are we getting against Illinois Graham Mertz? Because if we get against Illinois Graham Mertz, uh, I mean we we could be talking about what you mentioned just a moment ago, mm-hmm. since we were excited about everything else, but. Obviously, he wasn't that way throughout the year. Obviously, it was his first year starting. Um, what growth has he made in his game to be more consistent? Uh, obviously, the weapons coming back will help, but are we going to get... I'm not... Obviously, I, you, if I'm being <laughs> realistic, we shouldn't expect Illinois Graham Mertz uh, That'd be wild. every game, but if he can but if he can be consistent... I mean, then we're talking... Second half Wake Forest Graham Mertz. Uh, if he can be consistent... There you go. Some be that <laughs> and more consistent. If he can be that, I think this team has a chance of being really good. If he struggles again and he's, you know, Northwestern Graham Mertz, um, then, which is a great, really good defense, and, you know, they just decide not to call pass interference that game, whatever. Um, not that I still think about these things. Uh, then it might be a little bit of a longer season, a little bit more of a struggle in a lot more games. Uh, then we probably should blow out, and maybe losing some games, we probably should be in or win. Uh, and I think that it, it seems foolish to kind of go like, "Hey, the pivotal person is the quarterback." Um, but I, I think if he's good, we can be a good team. If he's very, if he's very good, we can be a great team. And I think that's a big jump we can make depending on how good he is. So that makes me nervous because what if he's if he's that, that gets me excited, but then what if he's not, that gets me very, very nervous. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, it's all about consistency, right? Uh, when it comes to you, Gamer, it's like we saw the highs, we saw we saw the lows. Um, he's inconsistent. It, it was, again, a mess up year. He didn't get the snaps before season started abruptly. Then they had the sit out for the two weeks. Then he was back in, you know, and so you're hoping at a whole all season, a whole spring, a whole summer, uh, you know, summer camp coming in and, and knowing he's a starter as well. Uh, we go in a lot of talk about getting his mind right. 
right? That's the, that's the big thing we have here. So hopefully that translates well in, into the field. And, and, you know, it's like if he can, like you said, it doesn't have to be Illinois. It's to be consistency and then be the Graham Mertz we know that can, like, make the plays when you need to, but you don't have to every play, right? And then I think we'll be uh, yep. we'll be pretty good there. So I feel you. Brand Mertz and his consistency is does make you nervous, and we'll see what kind of we get starting off here week one. Um, yeah, week one against Penn State. Uh, do you have any other worries? Yeah. Marlo, before so we get my worry, um, you you put the whole defense as a, I am worried. About, I my worry is the secondary, and this is this is this is a okay or nervous right nervous. My nervous nervous about the secondary. Yeah, nervous. Um, makes you nervous, yeah. I agree. The defensive line and and lineman, like if we can get pressure, it's not going to really matter. But that's the problem is when we don't get pressure, our our is our secondary going to be able to stand up to the likes of I don't know what Penn State's passing game is now, but you know the, where we want to go, the likes of Ohio State's, the likes of I mean even Notre Dame, um, you know, having an attack uh, this season, and uh, I'll throw Minnesota just because they pass the ball every once in a while. So, but you know what I'm saying. It's when in those in those moments where we have those guys are on an island. Are they going to be able to stand up there um, and 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 defend during a uh, you know a pass a pass happy game? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I I understand that. Yeah. And it, and I think you, I kind of pointed back to yeah. the experience returning, but to your point that experience did struggle in those past happy games. And if you're talking about specifically a matchup against Ohio State, you know, which wouldn't happen yep. until the Big Ten Championship game, you know, God God willing, um, you're going against two, I think, two of the best five wide receivers in all of college football. So uh, definitely going to have to be able to defend uh, and defend in space. And they haven't yeah. been great at that in the past. Um, but um, I think that's a valid, a valid uh, thing to be nervous about. Maybe not keep you up at night, but, you yeah. know, back, back in your mind. Back in your mind, for sure. Uh, last thing I have, Marlo, is just a little little bit of nervous is last year seemed like a little bit of a down year for the offensive line. Oh, and if I can just judge it from uh, the uh, pro prospect standpoint, we didn't really have a whole lot. Uh, I think we had, what, a second round or third round draft pick, and that was pretty much about it. Um Hopeful, you know, we have a couple of returning starters. I'm not concerned about the offensive line, but I'm a little nervous, you know, that we are losing a step from, you know, our our days of your of being O line you. I know we have at least what yep. we consider O line you, right? Um, whatever ESPN rankings or whoever else does it, be damned. Um, but I'm hoping we can get back to that. You know, we can just win the line of scrimmage, get three yards, and then let our running backs get in space. That didn't seem to happen last year. Was it running back's fault? Was it O-line's fault? I think a little bit of both. And I'd like to get back to a little bit more of that, just controlling the game with the offensive line. I hope that we see that this year. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to align, know that I can break down O-line uh, film study to back that up. Yeah. But um, to your point, just get back to being nasty. Get back to pushing the line off the, off the, um, off the line. Pushing the line off the line, right? Um, controlling the line scrimmage. That's yep. what it's all about. And if we can get that going, I think, I guess I'll go, I can mirror that with, I know running back depth you're excited about. I think 
I don't know if it makes me nervous, but it makes me think. We have the depth. We don't really have that. Like you said, we talked a little bit before. We don't have that uh, that Melvin Gore. We don't have that Jonathan Taylor, right? We have a bunch of good to pretty good running backs. As of right now, maybe someone will step up. Uh, but nothing that you know that kind of flies off as your uh, Doak Walker winner. Like, no, they're going to be in the running for the Doak Walker from no. from the get go. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I was hoping that Jalen Berger would have that step up. Brent Moss. Yeah. That's why I thought of Randy Moss. Brent Moss. Oof. Jeez, um, I was hoping uh, Jalen Berger would kind of take a step step to do that. Obviously, that hasn't happened yet. So I guess. A little reason to uh, hesitate there on that. All right, uh, so let's look uh, expectations for the Badgers on the season. On the season, um, I guess running through the schedule, Marla. I don't know if you just want me to list it now. There are twelve games, which I had to count a couple times because I forgot how many yep. games are in a regular season. And one of the weird things this year is we're opening up yep. with Big Ten games. We don't have the normal out-of-conference games. We have an Army game kind of smushed in the middle now, uh, SEC style. No, they do it always the week before the last, so not quite as bad as the SEC. But um, opening with Penn State. Uh, and what I guess what is your expectation for record? And maybe if you want to talk a little bit about the schedule um, as much as you like. Okay, or as little as this you is like. dangerous, Casey. I guess I'll talk first. Great home schedule. Yeah. Love it. It's going to be a good year for that. Uh, as we got, like I said, we opened up with Penn State at home. We got Michigan at home, Army, Iowa at home, Nebraska, and Northwestern. And then we go to Minnesota this year. So great home slate. Uh, with that said, and as I'm rolling through this, I have found out that I am pretty optimistic of this season and pretty low on most other teams oh. in the Big Ten, it seems like. Because. Yeah. I could talk myself into winning all these games. Um, but oh, wow. if I'm going to be realistic, let's see, they're probably going to drop two and probably go like a 10. I would see a 10 and two, uh, 10 and two type season out of, out of Wisconsin this year. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned big home games. We are playing, uh, as it sits now, th- only three ranked teams on the season. That's our opener against Penn state. Who's ranked 19th, uh, Notre Dame. We play in a neutral side at Chicago field, uh, they're ranked ninth, and then Iowa is ranked 18th. I've been hearing a lot of talk about people liking Iowa, so I'm a little I'm a little nervous about the Iowa game. And Iowa games are always weird; always seem to be weird. Um, so I just feel like it's going to be close, uh, no matter how good either of the teams are. It seems like, um, and then I guess since I went through that, road games are. Uh, we do open up with four home games, so that's nice. Uh, what, with the Notre Dame neutral site game in there, um, at Illinois, at Purdue, at Rutgers, at Minnesota. So, like you said, a very home friendly slate as far as you know, having the challenging teams at home and the teams you expect to beat on the road. I, w- I was going to say about ten and two is what I expect. I'm nervous about a nine and three, and would obviously be ecstatic about an eleven and one. Uh, it's just <laughs> if Graham Mertz can be consistent, then I lean towards the the more wins end of that. But I I just kind of need to see it. Which I don't know. Game, which game makes you the most nervous? I think the, that I'm, we're I, most I'm just, likely. Anyway, shape or form, makes you the most nervous. 
I would say the so one that makes me most yep. nervous is Iowa uh, because I think that might decide the Big Ten. Yeah, race. one of those years. I can see that. Yeah. The way the way the the way people are talking about it, it seems like that might be the game that decides the Big Ten West. And like the so the highest ranked team we play right is Notre Dame, but I'm not nervous about that game because I think it's mm-hmm. only upside. Like if we lose to Notre Dame. Which would kind of suck because it's Jack Cohn, but you know I want Jack Cohn to do well, but maybe not beat Wisconsin. Um, if we lose a Notre Dame in a close game at Soldier Field, that's not season defining. That's not you know doesn't necessarily impact a whole lot. Uh, but if we lose to Iowa at home, that might cost us the Big Ten West, yeah. and that would suck. Okay, I think I don't know who I don't know who else is winning that Big Ten West. If it's not us or Iowa, I mean we have to be the two prohibitive favorites. I haven't looked at it. I'll look at yeah, it. Yeah, give your research. I, I agree. I think it's Wisconsin, Iowa, um, as it stands today. But I would say the most I'm most nervous for is Illinois, and just go. Oh, it's at Illinois. Got a little mid afternoon game. Looks at two thirty or three, whatever TV station picks it up. But. Um, just the idea of Bielma whooping this up to his team, making it about him, and you know, trying to get that win against Wisconsin. I don't know. And then, yeah, I just just it's sitting in a spot too where we're coming off of those four, those four, those first four games that um, are at home. Just seems like a it seems like a nervous spot where we've been before. We we, we played an Illinois team that. We'll find some sort of confidence, and that just makes me nervous. Yeah, yeah. Since we don't go at Northwestern, yeah. that's our, you know, hey, we go and don't play at a real stadium. <laughs> yeah, real stadium. I couldn't find odds to win the West, but to win the Big Ten, Wisconsin's uh, plus nine hundred, and Iowa's plus twelve hundred, Minnesota's plus two thousand. So I guess that would be one, two, three within our. Uh, the Big Ten West, Ohio State's minus one, minus one seventy. <laughs> so let's end there, I guess. I think uh, with the Badger expectations, talk about our expectations for the Big Ten. I think we more or less just talked about it. Wisconsin, Iowa race in the West, Ohio State winning the East. Do you th- see any other, I guess, gate crasher outside outside of that? Michigan's at ten to one to win. Penn State's eight eight to one uh, to win the Big Ten. So I guess it would be. Do you see Penn State, Michigan, Indiana, somehow getting out of the East over? I no. I guess no. I, as much as I would like to see it, as much as I like no. to see it, no. <laughs> I do. I'm. I'm going to go on the record though, of saying that this. This is it. This is the year Michigan beats Ohio State. State. They're still going to. Oh. They're still going to win the West. They're still going to go. But Michigan's going to beat Ohio State. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be fun. Uh, I still think they win. Uh, they are too talented, and I—I I mean, we'll see what Penn mm-hmm. State has right against us. Uh, and if they beat us, I think that goes a long way in their in their chances. I haven't looked at their full schedule, um, but I mean, obviously, losing against us uh, would would I think I mean right? It's a flip of a game, but I think it would really dampen their chances too to win uh, the Big Ten East. So Ohio State against Wisconsin or Iowa with maybe Gatecrasher being, I mean, Minnesota has better odds to win. But I think it's more likely that it'd be, if it's a weird year, 
God help us if it's a oh, weird yeah. year where Minnesota wins. But if it's a weird year like la- last year where Northwestern wins, that just that feels like yeah. it happens every once in a while. Rarely two years in a row. So you're going to take us in the Big Ten Championship, Marlo, or are you well, taking take Iowa? I'll take us the Big Ten Championship. Um, yeah, it'll be us in Ohio State again. We're going to do it again. God. Maybe actually go in these years. We'll win one of the damn things. We'll see. We'll see what the world's like in December. Whenever the first weekend. End of December, middle December, middle right? December, first Saturday in December is usually. I guess we could look it up, but let's just say December, so we look like we we're talking about. All right. Well, it's in December. I don't know yeah. why I thought it was like <laughs> spring. <laughs> I'm dumb sometimes. All right, all right. So let's take a step back from the Big Ten. Let's look at college football at large, uh, and I guess just focus. So we looked at it and we focused down now on the playoffs. It was a brief overview. Um, Consensus seems to be Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and it doesn't. It doesn't really seem like there's uh, much talk of any other team replacing one of those four teams, Marla. But what we're going to do is we're going to assume that two or three of those teams are going to get in mm-hmm. there because that seems to happen every year, and we're going to say, "All right, take one or two out if you're so brave, and replace it with the one you think will actually get into the top four because we're still doing the top four thing," which. Because of conference realignment, crap might <laughs> God, stay, which is annoying. Okay. Um, so, if there was a team you had to take off, I had to, you have to go to Oklahoma, right? Uh, the Big 12 okay. um, just seems like just of history. They always find a way to stub their toe um, when it comes to these things. But what the bigger question is what team you're going to throw in, right? And we're – I don't have to say just – Name a team from the SEC. <laughs> um, yeah, the, yeah, the second SEC, place team is going to be SEC. Georgia's Florida going to stick up there um, and and make some noise. Um, I don't know, but I guess you know the the front runner would be Georgia, and it'd be one of those years where they yeah. play in the championship game against Bama, lose, but still get to go to the playoff um, because Oklahoma and some other teams. There's no other teams, and so. Um, I mean, that's all I could go with. Like you said, this, this, as it stands right now, like you are, if you pick one of these four teams, you're probably going to be right. But if one's going to fall, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to call it Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. and then a second SEC yep. team gets in. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, Oklahoma had Iowa State is probably the highest ranked a Big Twelve team has been. They're ranked seventh. Um, Based on how well they finished last year, uh, so obviously, and they—they they always, I feel like they beat Oklahoma once. Remember that time we were in Austin, Texas? When was that? Six, seven years ago now. And Iowa State beat Oklahoma that day, and I feel like because that happened in like this very <laughs> memorable moment in my life, I feel like it happens every year. But it, I don't think it does happen every year. Uh, I think they actually have a pretty good record against Iowa State. It's not Iowa State who always stubs their toe, but sometimes uh, sometimes is. Uh, but that's the highest ranked I think they've had in a long time uh, in a Big 12 rival, so I think that's a good call. I'm not going to take out Alabama, because Alabama just kind of gets a... they get a built-in loss. Like, they can lose once and it doesn't affect them like it affects every other team. I guess they deserve that, but it's still annoying that it exists. 
Uh, you still got to favor Clemson over North Carolina, even though everybody loves their um, their quarterback, uh, Sam Howell. He's, uh, I think, one of the front runners for the Heisman, not quite the front runner. Uh, and I still think you like them over Notre Dame. Notre Dame's schedule, Marlowe, is not as cream puffy as it normally is, although they don't have to play Clemson. But they play us. They open against Florida State, which we'll talk about a little bit. I think they have to play North Carolina. And I'm doing this off of memory because I don't have it in front of me. I think they have another two ranked teams or something like that. So it's not, you know, normally we complain about Notre Dame, uh, but it's not going to be, I don't think, as easy for them. Um, so I don't necessarily see them kind of claiming that loosely affiliated ACC spot. So I'll still take Clemson. I mean, I would say. <sighs> I think I talked I my way out of everybody. I have to pick one because I, I made up. <laughs> I made up this game. Um, I'm okay. going to take out Ohio State just because the what I've heard is their defense not might not, their offense is going to be really good. They have really good wide receivers. Yep. They have a freshman quarterback um, who you just kind of assume is going to be great because he's at Ohio State, but maybe he has a Graham Mertz like year that where he's up and down. Uh, not that he gets COVID or anything, but that he's just up and down and, and not consistent, makes some mistakes that he, he normally shouldn't. You already got them penciled in losing into Michigan. That's not going to help their chances. Uh, and I heard their defense isn't as good as it normally is. We'll see if that comes to bear. And, of course, they're still way more talented than probably everybody that they'll play. Uh, so I'm going to take them out, and I'm going to take a flyer. Not Wisconsin, <laughs> no. Not Wisconsin, <laughs> So I was looking at this, and I was like, there's so much SEC, you know, where is the Pac-12? Well, Pac-12 sitting there with Oregon at 11. I'm just going to go, hey, why not Oregon runs the table and the Pac-12 gets that final playoff spot instead of the Big Ten? Wouldn't that be Ooh. a cluster? They would, dis- they would immediately <laughs> dissolve the alliance, I think. I am waiting for that. I am waiting for that. Um, yeah, no. I think you're. I think you. I didn't want to take a second yeah, SEC because no. you took a second SEC. Georgia, Texas, and right there. I think yeah. that's way more likely. Uh, but an Oregon or a USC going undefeated, having them get in, just getting waxed by Alabama feels right. Like something and I think the other thing, uh, again, I'm talk. I talk myself out of it because I got my Homer hat on. It was like, you, you know, there's always Notre Dame out there, um, who's not the ACC this year, back to being independent. Um, oh. Oh, but I, for you know, for that reason. But obviously, Wisconsin is going to beat him to take him out of that com- that conversation. So that's why it's a mute point. Yeah. So, the, okay. Well, I was confused then. I now looking at they're still playing some ACC teams. They got they play UNC. Like us, their tough games are at home or neutral sites. Uh, they play us neutral site Cincinnati at Cincinnati that uh, or at home. That's going to be a good game. Uh, eight versus nine as it sits now. They're uh, hosting USC and then North Carolina. So those are tough games. Again, all at home. Uh, their toughest road game is at Florida State, I think. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Virginia Tech, I have no idea about them all. But. So I, I, it just, I, looking at that, it seemed like a tougher Notre Dame schedule than usual. So that's why I, I don't like them to make the playoffs. So. All right. Uh, so okay. So you have Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and insert SEC team. Insert Georgia slash A and M slash insert second SEC team, and I'll just generically go Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and insert Pac twelve champion, which will probably be Oregon or USC. USC's ranked, but they're, they always seem to be ranked a little too high. All right, and then Bama, Clemson. 
for the 15th <laughs> yeah. time or whatever it is. Uh, this one, Clemson. No, eh, yeah, no, I'm going to go with Clemson. Well, Clemson this year over Bama. They have the quarterback who yeah, played a little bit when Lawrence name. was He's hurt big dude. last year. Yeah. It was a and hard name like to a, say. Then they have like a, so I think I went, an acronym for him, right? I forget, but. I think it went by but, Clemson. Research department. DJ. His DJ. <laughs> that was really DJ. tough. <laughs> so comfy. I don't know how. I thought I was going to say Dare for some reason, but I was kind of close. DJ. I will not even attempt to pronounce his last name, but he played a little bit when Lawrence was out. He had one really good game and one not yep. great game, if I remember correctly. Um, because I remember there being a moment of Trevor Lawrence who, and then I was like, okay, yeah, no, you still need that guy <laughs> if you want to win a championship. Um, what? Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Bama, Oklahoma, and Bama wins again. I just trust the infrastructure, and I think Oklahoma will get it done and not choke. And I'm doubting this as I say it. And Spencer Rattler, who I think is their quarterback's name, is actually good enough to get it done, to get them to the championship game. But, of course, they lose because they're Oklahoma. There it is. There we go. We figured it out. We talked Why it through. Marlo. That's what we're thinking. Well. Of course we are. We're going to watch it, Marlo, because it, at least next week is going to be freaking awesome. It is. Week one. Let me walk week you through. one. Let me walk you through it. We can talk. Week, week one, way better than week zero. Get out of here, week zero. Um, starts Thursday night. There are other games, but main game for, I think, the night, but also for us, Ohio State, Minnesota. Uh, Ohio State opens up on the road at Minnesota. Uh, Min- I think we're going to see – I'm just excited to see how good these two teams are. I'm expecting Ohio State just to blow them out. Um, they are favored by 14, Ohio State is. 88% chance to win, according to ESPN. Match predictor. No, now it says eighty six. Between oh no, that, wait, eighty six, eighty eight percent of the people are picking Ohio State minus fourteen. That seems crazy. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how good Ohio State is, but also to see how Minnesota stacks up against them because I don't really know what to expect out of this Minnesota team. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I'm hoping for is it? I, it's a make or break, right? PJ's had a high. He's, he had a really low. He had a high where he, what did he call it? They were still big West champs, but didn't win that game. Um, oh yeah, they were yeah they were big ten West champs, even though they didn't you know <laughs> get the title or play yeah, exactly. in the championship game. Yeah, and then they had uh, you know one of those lows of uh, of last season. So where 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 do the, how do they bounce back? What do they look like against what is going to be is is um, widely perceived as going to be the you know the top team in in the Big Ten, and I kind of see it going the other way. So we'll see. Maybe it'll be a good. Is this Thursday night? Thursday night, yeah. Um, Thursday night, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they're on prime time. This should be good, and it's a it's a good another like. There's a lot of unknowns, right? This, like you said, that's a freshman quarterback for Ohio State. We just assume he's a good quarterback because they have like four or five star quarterbacks just hanging out. Um, and where is, you know, where's Minnesota now with their, uh, actually, where's Minnesota with their offense as well? Yeah, uh, they don't have uh, Bateman, who was kind of their, their uh, safety blanket wide receiver. 
Uh, he is on the Ravens now? Is that where he is? Anyway, he's in the NFL. Uh, P.J. Fleck sitting at 26-19 and 19 mm-hmm. at Minnesota, 15-19 and 19 in the conference. Uh, finishes going 6th, 5th, tied for 1st. Yeah, really 1B there. And 4th. So... Was that 2019 year an anomaly, and is P.J. Fleck a bottom-tier, or is Minnesota as a program a bottom-tier coach in the Big Ten? Wes, I think that's really what's at stake. Now, do it, and by that, I don't mean they should beat Ohio State by any stretch of the imagination. I totally expect them to lose this game. But what manner in which do they lose this game? Is Do they just get beat off the field, or do they put up a fight? Uh, I think it will be a pretty great atmosphere, um, as you know most uh, Big Ten schools greet Ohio State with, uh, but can they can they make it interesting? And if they make it interesting, I'm going to be a little bit worried, uh, a little bit nervous, a little bit nervous. But uh, if they just get blown out, I think it's kind of I don't want to say the start of the end for PJ Fleck, but we might be turn, right. starting to turn a page. All right, on to the Friday games, Marlon. We get Friday Thursday, games. Friday, I'm just excited. There's games Thursday, yep. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, these will be quicker. North Carolina uh, versus Virginia Tech. That's at five. I just want to put that on there because <laughs> it starts at five. So right when the ends, we get to see North Carolina. Sam Howell is, as I mentioned earlier, a uh, Heisman front runner. I don't know how good Virginia Tech is. They don't think about them. They're not ranked. Um, so maybe this will be a good game, or maybe North Carolina will just roll, and we get to see that at five. Uh, followed by Michigan State Northwestern. And when I started writing this list, I thought, oh, what a neat week one match. I'm totally forgetting that uh, Big Ten play starts <laughs> now in week one. And this will obviously be interesting to Big Ten fans. I don't know how mm, aesthetically pleasing of a game this will be for oh, no. Big Ten that fans. Is not, don't, if you're not a Big Ten fan, don't even tune in. <laughs> well, you have to on the East Coast because <laughs> you're paying for that now. And uh, With the New York market that Rutgers brings us. Um, yeah, I don't... We'll see. Is Michigan State back or not? We'll see. Is Northwestern going to be able to piece it together under uh, Pat Fitzgerald's wizardry one more year? We'll see. Um, but I'm excited for that one. I, I just, well, Friday Night Football under the lights, it's going to be like 13 <laughs> to 10. I can't, and I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, now we move to Saturday. What a slate. On Saturday, Marlowe, I'm going to be in front of my TV all day. I cannot wait. Um, kicking off big noon, Penn State, Wisconsin. We talked about it a little bit already, but let's zero in on it now, Marlowe. What do you expect? Penn State, Wisconsin, opening week, Wisconsin's favored by four and a half. Yeah, this is. Um, is it just me that it's hard to tell because of last season, but I can't tell. I, I feel like Penn State, since, um, you know, no Barkley. Hasn't been hasn't been anything to, to really feel yeah. fear. It was just a straight down down season for for Penn State last uh, last season, and so you know to be honest with you, I'm I'm expecting to go and just win this game, right? I know it's a week one, I know it's a Big Ten game, but I'm just expecting to go in and win this, not not necessarily a blowout, but be convincing in said win, right? Should only have a couple spots of nervousness, but. Mm-hmm. Um, show for or show the rest of the Big Ten that this is Wisconsin. We're back. We're here to play and take this Week One win from Penn State. Yeah, 
I'm with you with uh, the expectation, uh, or the, or I guess the question of expectation of what Penn State is going to be. All I have in my memory is last year of them being going zero and five, and then I remember, oh yeah, but then they went four and zero. Granted, that's beating Michigan, Rutgers, Michigan State, Illinois, who were all pretty bad last year. Um, and again, how much can you take out of? Um, out of out of last year, and they did play relatively competitive to Ohio State uh, in the second week of the season last year. Uh, but I just I, I'm with you. People, Penn State. I mean, they get they get talented players, and you know, obviously they're a program to be reckoned with. But they just haven't seemed like they've been firing on all cylinders lately. Uh, and I guess I hope that continues into this year and starts. Uh, we start them out out with a. A big loss to start. I'm nervous about it, but I'm expecting us to win. Not as comfortably as you seem to be expecting it, but I also have. I don't even know if I'm uh, I think well. should I bring up? it up. Okay, the back of my head remembers the Big Ten Championship <laughs> game where we were up and then just stopped <laughs> yeah. covering people, or more more so, they just threw jump balls yes. and we lost every one of them. And I have a little of that in the back of my head. And that's kind of every time we play Penn State, not necessarily to this team. Uh, but I just, no matter what lead we have against Penn State, I just go, <laughs> yeah, but remember that one time? Because that freaking sucks. All right, so that's a big noon game, Marlo. Uh, they're going to be at Wisconsin, right? Yes. They're traveling this year. You you yeah, should know. You big, love the big, big noon. noon. We have so We already have two big noon, or three big noon games. Anyways, yeah, they're going to be there. They're going to be in Madison. They're traveling. Uh, we're going to try to give uh, Reggie Bush and Leonard high fives. Say what's up. What's going on, guys? Okay. Way to, I don't know. I don't really respect them as announcers. But, hey, they're doing it. So, Big Noon is in Madison, which means 11 o'clock kickoff. And, I'm, you know, excited for football to be back. Five football back. I mean, it not, it has been back yeah. in Madison, but like for people to be there to actually see it, <laughs> game day and be yeah. back. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really cool. Um, so, big noon yep. lost Urban Meyer. Yep. That's a big hit. That sucks. He was real. As much as I hate him as a football coach and individual, um, I <laughs> he was good in the show. <laughs> He was good at explaining football to uh, people with podcasts like me. Um, they kind of replaced him with Bob Stoops, and all they've kind of been doing is like been doing yeah. Bob Stoops has been Bob very Stoops strange. at home with his feet up. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, is he going to be on set? I'm not sure. Just going to show up when he wants to. How's this work? And maybe he'll come and he'll be great. Uh, and I guess I generally despise him less than Urban Meyer, so maybe he'll be as good as the explaining football stuff without the swarmy Urban Meyer persona. It's kind of swarmy too, though, Bob Stoops. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right, uh, so after the Wisconsin game, um, we get a roll into two great games, Alabama-Miami uh, on at 2.30, Indiana-Iowa. Uh, Marla, which one do you think you're going to spend more time watching? Um... Gosh, I'll probably spend more time watching Indiana-Iowa because I feel like Alabama-Miami will be over with after, by halftime. Um, this is another year. This is, a, this is another Miami is back year to start the season. And uh, I think Alabama's going to put that to rest pretty soon. 
I think it might be really fun if it's uh-huh. close at halftime. Like, let's say it's, I don't know, Alabama hasn't really gotten going. It's like 17 to 10. And Miami fans are, like, talking themselves into Miami being back because they're only down seven. And then they lose, like, <laughs> 49 to 10. I think that yeah, would that be the funniest way that that went. Alabama just blows them out in the second half. Uh, I think, so, like the uh, Ohio State-Minnesota game, I'm really interested in this Indiana-Iowa game because we talked about uh, – People are liking this Iowa team, especially their running back. I forgot his name right now. Um, and Indiana is coming off their great year last year, right, where the Big Ten cheated yep. to let Ohio State be in the championship game. They're coming off that. Are they that team now? Are they that program? Or was that a one-off kind of magical year? Uh, we're going to get an early answer to that in a tough game at Iowa, and we're going to get an answer, I think. Again, not... I shouldn't say answer. We're going to get an idea. Answer seems so definitive. We're going to get an idea of how good Iowa was because I think if you're looking at Iowa and you want to win, you expect to win the Big Ten West, this is a game you should win. Yes, 100%. Both teams are ranked in the late teens. I think it's like 18 and 19, something like that. No, Penn State's ranked 19. Whatever. They're around there. They're, there's like three or four Big Ten teams in a row there. These two teams are in that. So it's a win that Iowa sh- should be expecting to get. And uh, I'm kind of thinking they will. I'm going to watch that one, I think, a lot more than the Alabama-Miami. I'll just switch over to that. Um, Unless something crazy is happening, like it's an actual game or there's like a Devonta Smith in the national championship game type situation. Unless something like that is happening, I probably won't uh, stray too far from the Indiana-Iowa game because I really want to see what those two teams are about. Uh, So we'll we'll wrap with those. I think we have a little break for dinner, Marlo. You know, just get a little... a little more you know, soup. Food, recharge a little bit. Okay. We can't eat soup yet. You got to eat, <laughs> then you're falling asleep. But maybe eat soup in the afternoon game. You take that little nap during the break. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe I'll go chili on Saturday. That might be fun. We got to see what the weather's like. You can't, soup you can eat when it's hot out. Chili you just can't do when it's hot. It's just like, that's going to, you're going to know. Uh, all right. Uh, 6.30, the big one, Georgia Clemson. I almost, Felt like I was like getting pranked that this was a game because I why did I not know this was happening? <laughs> I had to look it up twice to verify. Uh, but yeah, Georgia's playing Clemson. Um, I mean, probably should have thought about this when we just talked about yeah, who was probably in, probably should have looked uh, ahead. The title talk, because <laughs> <laughs> one of these two teams aren't gonna have a loss. But uh, wow, what a week, what a week one matchup. Uh, Third-ranked team versus the uh, sixth-ranked team. There you go. I think it's like a Duke's mayo Oh, it's yeah. Nice. Thing. Get your, get your barbecue it. sauce ready. Get your mayo ready. Don't break, don't don't break the trophy. Break the trophy. <laughs> All right. Where did I see that? It is... Uh, I don't know. I might have made it up. Who knows? I'm looking okay. up the Duke's mail thing. I don't know why I thought that. No. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. I, I don't. Besides the, the fact that, yeah, we should look at this. This Fantastic. will be a early tell on, you know, the the playoff run. But at the same time, it probably, unless unless one team blows each other out, it probably won't matter in the end either. Yeah. It's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. So it's at a neutral site. I just need to see if it's sponsored. Let's just, let's do Clemson, <laughs> Georgia sponsor. Yeah, there it is. Duke's Mayo Classic. 
the classic. It's a Duke's yeah. Mayo classic. Look at that. Look at that. More Duke's Mayo. Get excited. All right. Uh, that game will be going on. LSU-UCLA will be start at 7.30. That's going to be on ESPN. Um, UCLA looked really good against Hawaii. Uh, and they just kept talking about it's going to be different against LSU. So... Chip Kelly wore a visor again. <laughs> Apparently that was news. He hadn't been wearing visors. He went back to a visor. Visor? It's a weird thing. Oh. No, to cha- switch it up. If you're a visor guy, how do you what how do you go away from a visor and then come back? Just doesn't like just be a, you're either a visor guy or a hat guy. I don't understand. I feel like it takes a certain kind of person to be a visor guy. And if you're that kind of person, yes. why do you back off being that person? doesn't make any sense. Visors are weird. What's the point <laughs> of a visor? Sun your eyes. While, while getting a tan on your head. Yeah, but you got a hat for that. I guess if it's like... But then you could like, you know, style your hair. But then you're a guy who has styled hair and you're wearing a visor. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't understand the point of it. Just wear a hat. Be a normal person. But apparently, it's it makes Chip Kelly less a less good football coach. That's what I've learned. Uh, so watch out, LSU. Uh, Chip Kelly. I, I mean, if he wears a visor, maybe he will he'll switch back. Flip flop. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and then I just put down here night game nine thirty BYU Arizona. It feels like in a game I might actually stay up for. Pac twelve after dark. Although I'm, yeah, but it's not yes. Arizona State, which is cooler. And BYU doesn't have Zach Wilson anymore. So maybe I'll fall asleep, but I'll try to stay up. It was more exciting when I wrote it down <laughs> than as I'm talking about it now. You're still going to watch it. Let's be honest. Pro- probably. Roll, in, roll into it. Uh, were there any other late games? Now I'm less excited about that, but I'm going to see if there's any others. Uh, Hawaii plays at like midnight, so if you want to stay up for that, well, you're, uh, you, can, you can do that. Uh, Nevada Cal? Uh-uh. I'll probably probably just doze off after LSU UCLA. All right, but what what a Saturday slate, Marlo. I mean, it's rare. I think that we get. I mean, this is essentially four games worth of of really interesting and good matchups, and that's not done. Sunday we had Notre Dame Sunday. at Florida State. Uh, I I Sunday college football always weird, always feels awkward. Uh, we get to see we get a sneak peek at how good Notre Dame is. And against Florida State team, who I have no idea what to expect from. No idea. No, don't know anything about Florida State. There we go. That's my breakdown. Of no, Florida nothing State. about you Florida State. Do know anything State. about Florida State? Um, so yeah, it'll all be good to you. All right. All welcome right, back. Guys, welcome what, back to see football. What's going on at Florida to everybody. State. Uh, don't even know who their coach is. Schedule roster. Let's look at the roster. There we go. I'm on it, Marlon. Don't worry. Stat department. Uh, Mackenzie Milton. Oh, Mackenzie Milton. He was at uh, UCF, wasn't he? He transferred there. Cool, 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 cool. This is just listed by their <laughs> position. This doesn't really help me at all. All right, awesome. <laughs> there we go. That's Florida. That's a breakdown of Florida State's roster. <laughs> uh, other Badger news. Uh, looks like TJ Watt's going to get paid big money. Become the highest paid defense player in the NFL. Uh, I don't know if it happened already. I wrote this down like a week ago, and they said he was going to get paid. He may or may not. <laughs> TJ Watt may or may not be super rich right and, now. Um, 
Yes. He's going to be super rich. They're going to extend him, and it's just maybe it won't be the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL, but, I mean, what a what a story, this Watt family. But, I mean, not only J.J. being the defensive player was, but then for T.J. to follow it up and possibly, I mean, it's possible That's now he has I'll a better think career. About, but, yes, it is definitely possible. And at this point, more probable. Uh, he hasn't. He. I'd have to l- look at it side by side, but he he has a yes. probable yes. longevity on his side, right? But he didn't did. JJ win like a couple defense player of the years and stuff, so he he still has that. So I think it'll be close. I think it'll be close, but it's possible, and that seemed extremely unlikely at any point up until I don't know a year ago. Uh, so congratulations, TJ. If you want to sponsor our podcast, that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> we could talk about the Watt Brothers more. We would be willing to do that. All right. Uh, other people, people getting paid. Nigel Hayes signs with Barcelona in the uh, Spanish uh, La Liga. I don't know if it's called <laughs> La Liga for basketball, but he signs for the Barcelona basketball team, which is kind of cool. As a soccer fan, you know, I guess kind of, but more formally a Barcelona fan, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, it's kind of cool that he signed there and uh, will continue his career there. Nice job, Nigel. Nigel Hayes. Funniest basketball player I've seen on the batters. Uh, Him and Frank Kaminsky were like a – that team was just hilarious. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that team. All right. Uh, On to the NFL. No, that's it. That was extensive. That felt good. Yeah, volleyball one. BTCU. The BTCU and Baylor. So take that. All right, on to NFL. Marlo, we had a fantasy draft. You want to talk about the fantasy draft? People love oh, hearing yeah. about. It was. Uh, should we have the headlines? Um, it was Fast and Furious. We had it in Madison, yeah. so everyone got to see the old stomping grounds. Yeah. Speaking of how fast and furious it was, did um, anybody fall asleep during the draft? Not that I can remember. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's good. I, I just I couldn't remember either. I just wanted I just wanted to check. Uh, it was fun to distract our commissioner from making his picks inadvertently. I would say inadvertently, but we were having kind of side conversations, and then he would be like, "Oh crap, it's my turn." There's a minute left, and I haven't thought about any of this. That was really fun. Um, I think you ate at the same oh, restaurant God. for like uh, four yeah, three days, days in, a in a row for sure. Yeah, that was three days in a row. But it might have. I, I did not. I refused twice. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have standards. That's fair. Three days in a row. I was only there two days in a row, so I, I missed an opportunity. Um, yeah, it's the, there's too many teams in the league. I love the league. I'm, I'm not going to like kick anybody out, but it's 16 what, 16 teams. teams? And it's just like by the end of the f- fifth round, it's like, I don't need, Yeah, speaking of people don't falling asleep. People anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> Whoever fell asleep in the auto pick, like two people I wanted to pick right in front of me, which was annoying. Uh, but 
that was fun. It was great to see you, Marlo, and it was great to see our friends. And I do poorly in the league, as you can tell by how I just mentioned. I don't know who is left after the fifth round, but I'm in it, I'm in it for that weekend, and it was great. And part of the reason why <laughs> we had to take another week off, because some of us don't recover as well as we used to. All right, let's talk about actual NFL yeah. football, Marlo. Your Bears, preseason. It was all right. I, I think it was – it's – Going into the season, right? You want we want to see Justin Fields play, but I think it's a good sign that it's not just like the Bear fan contingency asking Justin to play, but that he actually showed it on the field and in practice that it actually will push. Um, I don't even know my starting quarterback, Andy Dalton. Thank you. Uh, will push Andy Dalton and, and question who should truly be that starter. So I think that part, you know, that part was good. And that's really that's all I was looking for in, in the preseason, right? Was how is Justin going to play? It looks like the defense is 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 in form and ready to go. Um, so that was good to see. And yeah, it's preseason. I mean, you take it for what it is. Uh, no one wins a championship in preseason, but you can get a kind of good look. You can get a look of what your team is trying to accomplish during the preseason. Yeah, Nick Foles got out there. Yeah, he's tossing it around. That's exciting. Um, Yeah, so I was going to throw a little bit of water on uh, the Justin Fields just because I saw so much of the praise after the Bills game, and to be fair, I missed the Dolphins game, and he played better uh, in that game. Uh, But they were talking him up so much after the Bills game, and I was like, are you guys seeing the same thing? I said, well, (laughs) like 9 for 19 in like – got blown up once and I guess later he a similar situation happened and he like diagnosed it and made the right play which is something you know I'm not going to see on my couch but you know adjusted yeah 980 yards and like the whole conversation afterwards like this glowing review of him and I was like did you guys just see the same game I did uh, but again I think it was more them seeing the mechanics or the you know the, the other parts of the game reading defenses and things as opposed to just you know the straight statistics and result that I was kind of expecting. Um, and I'm maybe just hedging and hoping he's not really good because that would stink if he was really good for the Bears. Um, for the Packers, I think, yeah, uh, as you said, kind of see what they're working on or, or working towards because the Packers did not seem like they're working on or towards anything on offense. Uh, Jordan Love. They had uh, quite. Jordan Love played the, what was it, first and third games? Uh, not So he he had really good stats against the Texans. He was 12 for 17, 122 yards. Had some bad mistakes, though, uh, that resulted in not getting more points. Hurt his shoulder, didn't play against the Jets. Um, Benton, ben Kurt did and apparently won a backup job somewhere because of it and then they didn't score any points against the Jets again a similar Jordan Love doing good things until it mattered um, which yeah it was essentially all eyes were on Jordan Love with Aaron Rodgers sitting out the preseason as he probably should at this point of his career um, so I kind of take everything on the offense with a huge grain of salt I don't even I don't know if you can really take anything from it um, at all I don't think Aaron Jones played much at all. So uh, essentially, we'll see if this ends up mattering uh, in 
the regular season, but it did seem like offensively, uh, at least in the skill positions, the Packers took the offseason off. To be fair, they have lots of uh, experience in those positions. Uh, the thing that worries me more, and I don't know how much I should be worried about, is the defense. And why I don't know if it should worry worry me more is because in the preseason, it's essentially just base defense. You're not doing any blitzes. You're not doing anything exotic. You're not trying to you know, do too much to uh, upset the offense. But the Packers seemed unable to score points and gave up points on the other end. So um, with this Packers team, with Aaron Rodgers, you... N- don't really worry too much about the offense. You figure it'll get there. Uh, the defense is what kind of keeps us from going to the heights that we want to. So I was a little bit concerned with their performance here in the preseason. Um, that said, some of the again some of the experienced players didn't play. So we'll see. Uh, I'm just trying to not get too rattled out of zero and three, and I know I shouldn't, but part <laughs> of you still thinks about it, Marlon. It doesn't matter at all. But parties like why but do they keep score if it doesn't does? matter? Jesus. If it, in this case, if it matters, what if it matters this one time? <laughs> All right. Did the Ravens keep winning? The Ravens yeah, have won yeah. like Harbaugh 20 cares. in a row. Yeah. Weirdest. Uh, all right, yeah. So, NFL, so weird. They're playing three preseason games, but they still don't start the season until not this coming week, but the weekend after, the Sunday after. So, so we got two more weeks before NFL football kicks off. For real. Yeah, it yeah. did seem like it should start this week. Very annoying. Kind of annoying. <laughs> Let's write a letter Roger, to Roger. my football on time. You are starting the season too late. Please rethink. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Reach one thirty two broadcast. All right. There's the NFL. All right. And now we're going to have the glorious return of everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, Marlon. Well, this corner kick is going to talk about the transfers, the, I guess, almost world-altering, and the names are so big, the league-altering transfers that occurred, I guess, within the last two or three weeks. Uh, Chief among them is uh, Messi leaving Barcelona. And the story is a bit complicated, but I think it boils down to Barcelona really, really effed up their financial situation. They way overpaid for, paid for a lot of players uh, the past four or five years uh, and got themselves in like $5 billion of debt, something like that. And because of the financial fair, fair, ugh, financial fair play rules, uh, had to cut their wages and basically couldn't afford Messi anymore. And Messi said, like, I'll come back at half my wage, I think. <laughs> and they're like, still can't do it. So he left on a free, which is just mismanagement to the extreme. And he signed with PSG. So he joined his friend Neymar at PSG and for the time being Mbappe and created, at least on paper, the most exciting attack in the world. Um, he debuted this weekend. He came off the bench. He's wearing number 30, um, which was his number when he first joined Barcelona. It's all very strange. He's been at Barcelona for 18 years. He went there as a 15-year-old. Um, and essentially, since I've paid attention to international soccer, Messi's been a world-class player at Barcelona, and that isn't the case anymore. It's very bizarre. 
Um, and I'm still, I guess, as a fan grappling with it uh, to an extent. I don't know if this means I have to cheer for PSG. I don't really want to, <laughs> but I really like watching Messi play soccer, and uh, it would be really weird to root against him, even if it is alongside alongside Neymar. And Sergio Ramos is probably my least favorite player in the world because he essentially tried to break Mo Salah's arm in a Champions League final. So, complicated mix of emotions with PSG, and Messi is the uh, kind of core cause of that. And they played their first game against uh, Rhymes today. And after the game, the whole other team was trying to get pictures with him. The goalkeeper wanted him to pose with his son. Or his baby. I don't know if it's his son, but it's very strange. <laughs> and that's what's happening with Messi. Uh, not to be outdone, Ronaldo, realizing his name wasn't in the news <laughs> enough, decided he needed to transfer. Uh, left left Juventus, and he, for a hot minute, looked like he was going to Manchester City, who are apparently in dire need of a true forward, um, failing to secure Harry Kane in the transfer winner from Tottenham. Uh, went out and snit... Uh, Apparently, we're trying to get Ronaldo, but I guess United swooped in and stole him back. He was at Man United before he went to Real Madrid. It this, I think he was going to go to Manchester City, Ronaldo was, but then it leaked, and everybody was like, what the hell? You played for United. You can't go to City now. And then the Champions League draw came out, and City got a tougher draw there with PSG, Man United got an easier draw, and I think he was like, okay, I'm going to act like... <laughs> or I don't think he wanted the PR hit of going to City. I think he thought that would have looked really bad, and I think he thought returning to United would look better for him and end up being a better chance for him to win more Champions Leagues. So he went back to Manchester United. That's my, I guess, uh, psychoanalysis of Ronaldo's decision. Now, the last piece, or it's what seems like the last piece, which... At being over $200 million might not actually be the last piece because then somebody will have $200 million to spell. It sounds like Real Madrid is making a real late push for Mbappe from PSG, your boy, Marlo. Um, so we saw Messi... Mbappe! Saban, I think we saw Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe for a little bit today, and that might be the last time because it sounds like he's moving to Real, which would suck <laughs> just because... If I'm going to root for PSG, at least I would be able to root for Mbappe and Messi. Um, but Mbappe leaving kind of takes away one of the things I would have liked to root for from PSG and sends it to uh, Real Madrid, who I'm absolutely not rooting for. So that kind of stinks uh, from my standpoint. And that also means that I have to give up on the very small chance that he actually goes to Liverpool, which would have been cool. But it sounds like that's not going to happen now, which is a bummer. Um so those were the big transfers. Uh, that's the last piece, I think, to fall. But we'll see if, uh, I guess, PSG will have $200 million or whatever it is in their pocket to do something else if they want. There was the Champions League draw, and while they did that, they gave out some UEFA awards. One of the UEFA awards was the weirdest one I've seen in a long time. Uh, Jorginho, who plays uh, like a, a central midfielder, a defensive central midfielder for um, Chelsea. He also plays on Italy. And essentially, those were the two qualifications that got him the player of the year because he was on a team that won the Champions League and a team that won uh, the title 
and therefore he's the player of the year. It was a very strange award. Um, he's not even the top, I'd say, two or three player on either of those teams in terms of importance. Uh, it would be like in the NBA if there was some sort of like a global award or like North American award mm-hmm. uh, for basketball, <laughs> and it went to Drew Holiday because he yeah. won a gold medal and he won the title. But he he was probably the second most important person on those. Uh, he's probably the third most important person on the Bucks, and probably the second or third most important person on the national Olympic uh, Olympic team. <laughs> but that doesn't make him the best for the player of the year. It's such, it was such a weird decision. Um, he didn't even win midfielder of the year. His teammate Conte won it. So if you can't even be the midfielder of the year, how are you the player? The level it was such a. It's like MVP yeah. versus offensive yep. player of the year. It's stupid <laughs> when they do that. It's stupid here. All right. <clears throat> On the actual field, uh, Liverpool played Chelsea in kind of a title front runner clash of titans. Uh, Liverpool, I felt, was unlucky to go down 1-0 on an amazing Kai Havertz header. Uh, the ball came near post just on the edge of the goalie box, and he just flicked it uh, backwards somehow uh, up and over Allison into the goal. It was a great goal, but it was felt to me against the run of play. Um, <clears throat> but Liverpool got a break of all breaks at the end of the first half. Um, Reese James handled the ball, trying to block a goal uh, on the line, uh, got a red card, Mosala scored a goal, 1-1 going into half, Liverpool up uh, up a man for the whole second half, but if you're going to be up a man, the last team you want to be up a man against is Chelsea, because they just freaking know how to defend under their manager Thomas Tuchel, and they just put down the clamps, and Liverpool didn't, they had maybe one or two chances that you thought might go in, but Chelsea just sucked the life out of the game and defended and did really well. Ends in a 1-1 draw. I think at, at points during the game, at the end of the game, both teams will be happy with the one point because Liverpool were down 1-0 and it looked like it was going to be hard for them to get back into it, but they were a man up the rest of the way. Um, so you fancy them to get another goal, uh, but they couldn't. Chelsea, conversely, um, were up 1-0, and they would fancy themselves to maintain that lead, but would have to be satisfied that they held off 45 minutes without giving up a goal with 10 men. Uh, but it was a great game. It was really entertaining back and forth. And, I mean, if they stay healthy, I think these are two of the teams that can push Man City um, from repeating as as title uh, title winners. So that's it on the EPL. Now they go on international break. I hate how they do this. They come back, they give us three games, and they go on international break. So since we're on inter- international break, we'll talk U.S. men's national team. we got three games coming up here, Marlo. Uh, this next week, two games this next week, one the week after. Thursday against El Salvador, uh, Sunday against Canada, and then next Wednesday against Honduras. Uh, these are World Cup qualifiers, Marlo, so they matter. We're going to have our good players in uh, and actually going to qualify the, for the World Cup this time. I'm pretty, pretty sure. sure we'll do it. Pretty sure. Pretty okay. kind of almost a guarantee. Take it to the bank. But pretty, yeah, yeah, all the way to the bank. Mostly most of the way to the bank. Take it most of the way to the bank. All right. There you go. That's correct. All right, let's uh, let's round it out here with our throw-ins that we got here. All right, 
Jared Smith uh, has, I mean, as an inspiration to all of us, realized he still has el- eligibility left uh, and gone back to North Carolina A&T and has joined their golf team. I think... I Okay, so I don't get this. How can he... I mean, he came out of high school and went right to the NBA. Therefore, forfeiting any eligibility that you sure. have. How does this work? <laughs> don't know. Doesn't, I'm not sure. But he's on the team, and I'm, I think I could practice from now until I'm J.R. Smith's age. He's probably younger than me. I don't know. Maybe a little older. And I would... Uh, not be good enough at golf, so I got to come up with something else. Maybe I can join like a bowling team or something. <laughs> Go back to college, compete in college athletics because I have all four years left. You still got all four years left. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't burned up in any eligibility. I don't think any of my uh, intramurals will, will really hurt that. All right. Um, what else could you play? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. It has to be something like some sort of like skill Bowling. game. What other skill game? Like golf's kind of a skill game. Bowling. Uh, yeah. No. I don't even know. They don't have that at Madison, yeah, but I know there are schools have that have bowling. Uh, that might be it. Tennis? I, that might be it. I don't know. You got to. <laughs> no, I would never be good. <laughs> you got to try so, so hard because they're insane. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe my dream can't come true, but maybe I'll go back and, you know, just, you know, what is it called? Audit a couple classes, get a history degree or something. <laughs> That's pay for that, but still. Probably. Pay if you audit the yeah. class? Probably, right? If it's enroll. Most likely. I don't know. Or you just walk into the lecture hall and if you know the schedule. Audit the class? So. <laughs> yeah, just sit down. You just sit down? Yeah. 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 It's a big enough classroom, probably. All right. All right. Uh, other than that, Little League, Little League Michigan World wins. Series. Michigan wins. Uh, Michigan beat Ohio. I told you. Ohio. Called it. Michigan wins. Yep. So, you know, just four yeah. bears, how there Michigan's going to beat Ohio State. It probably feels the same to those fans in Michigan and Ohio, you know, just puffing their chest there in Michigan uh, now, uh, as they would if they, when they win in November, probably? Yeah, mid November. Nice. Uh, all right. Uh, another baseball throw in, Marlo. Uh, have you been following your former yeah, uh, your former player, guy. Chicago's former player? Uh, yeah. No, I know. Uh, Avi Bez went to the Mets, uh, and they've sucked. And their fans let him know about it. And now they've won a couple this year, or at least have gotten hits. And now they, instead of doing so, the Brewers do this, like, you know, like claw thing, like grr, like this kind of action. You can't see what I'm doing, but the Brewers do that. Other teams do, you know, some things. They're doing thumbs down because they are essentially mocking their fans and saying, you don't, what did they say? Uh, if you don't, if you boo us when we're not playing well, you don't get a cheer when we're, when we are, and we're going to boo you when we do well, which is the most friggin' immature thing I've ever heard. <laughs> And absolutely hilarious that Avi Baez is leading this up. Marlo, what are your thoughts on this ridiculous scenario? This is, um, I don't I don't know. I have no thoughts on this. Was it Javi being Javi? You have no thoughts. It's, 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 he's got the whole, he's gone to this team and just like poisoned <laughs> the culture. Maybe it was poisoned before, but like, they're being antagonistic towards their fans. I understand it sucks when you get booed. 
granted, <laughs> I've never competed at a high level enough to really be booed by fans. But I imagine that would suck. But like, yeah, you're playing bad. Like they don't boo you when you win. <laughs> win the game. <laughs> it's like taunting. It's like. You're upset at Taunty because you're losing. You're upset you're getting booed because you're losing. Win the game. And then when you're winning the game and they're cheering for you, you're telling them not to cheer. Grow up. Just so immature. And from watching Javi Baez and how he he just approaches the game as if the way he does it is the – he does it in his style. And anybody who criticizes his style – he just has no time for, even though his style is, at times, very counterproductive to his team. I'm glad <laughs> I don't have to cheer against him as often as I used to and would not want him on my team. And as he seems to be the ringleader leader of this shenanigans, just does not surprise me one bit. Uh, all right, last thing, Marlo, throw in, as we're talking baseball, Brewer, stat of the week. Um... Josh Hader, Devin Williams, and Brad Boxberger. That's our nine, eight, and seventh inning pitchers, essentially. Combined in August to throw just under 34 innings. They gave up one earned run, 57 strikeouts, six walks. Yeah, you do. We have that's it. Staff. Mike Drop. I'm done, Marlo. He's out. All right, that's it. Last throw in. All right. Good, man. It was yeah, good to be back. For me. It's good to be back. It's good to have football back. We'll be back week in, week out. Talking football, it feels good. Doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it outside yet, but it's coming. It's definitely coming. If you don't go outside, Marlon, <laughs> and you stay yes. in the basement. I'll take it. Then you There were I would let the dog out and I'd be like, Whoa, what is this? <laughs> like No. Close that door. I got a sweatshirt out in here at sixty five degrees. No, it's not that bad, but when I get in the basement I have to you gotcha. know. Put on All right. Cold well, anyway, as always, just, now that we're back, go ahead. Uh, guys, be sure to share, like this podcast if you like it, share with your friends if it, if it brings you joy. Um, that is going to be it for me. Casey, do you got any last words? <laughs> brings you joy. I like that. Uh, my last words to you, Marlo, and our fellow fans. Until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>